thank you, John Bertan, for the intro again. Appreciate that uh, good beat. Uh, we can't hear it here, but uh, it's a nice intro. Uh, today is August. What do we got? August 28th. It's 9 p.m. It's a Monday night. And I just finished the Hood to Coast with nine other runners over the weekend. Uh, it started, our race started Friday, August 25th at 11.30 a.m. A whole bunch of other teams, about 1,100 teams uh, all started. I want to say 2.30. Does that sound right, Chad? From 2.30 a.m. till 3 p.m., correct. All right. So we got Felicia Huber. I don't know if it's Huber or Huber. Uh, she is the race director, and there's, I think, an honorary founder and chairman, Robert Foote, who started this in 1982. It's a huge production. It's actually called H2C Productions. And this race, the biggest one, is part of the H2C Race Series. Website is hoodtocoast.com. There are a lot of costs. I have a, a, a bullet point here for costs, but it's there's hotel, there's food, there's flight, there's the vans, plural. Uh, there's possibly Airbnb at the finish. Um, there's a huge book. It's like 70 pages long on all the things you need to bring. But one thing I didn't bring was a sleeping bag or, or a blanket. You need that. Uh, bring a lot of fruit. It's probably a good idea. Um, there is a, if, you, if you're interested in doing this, in 2024, there's a calendar uh, deadline. It's a deadline calendar. Uh, has all the details. Uh, race starts in Timberline Lodge, which is uh, what is it? 60 miles outside of Portland, guys. Sounds about right. Somewhere up, yeah. It's 5,700 feet. It's where they filmed The Shining in 1980. The Awani. In Yosemite is by the same architect. It's kind of a neat building. Uh, finishes in Astoria, Oregon. Seaside. Oh, Seaside, Oregon. Okay, which is right next to Astoria. Thanks, it's on Ed. the ocean. And it's along the Columbia River and the ocean. Uh, we have a t-shirt uh, and a medal. Uh, and we have... I don't think there are prizes. I could not find prizes. I don't think the listeners here care about the prizes. Um, we got first race was 1982. So this is the 41st, I believe, raced. Um, and there are three events. The Hood to Coast, the big one, 1,166 teams. Portland to Coast, only 14 teams. And a Portland to Coast walking, 275 teams. Um, lots of stats. Fastest time ever was 15 hours, 44 minutes by the Nike Mambu Badu in 1995. And, uh, one team was disqualified. The, we are number one. <laughs> and, uh, that's about the intro. So I got Chad Kadoff and Nils. Uh, help me with your last name, Nils. Brunson's. Brunson's and we had this is uh so there's three of us here but we had 10 people and Chad who has joined us tonight is our team captain and I I want to just say to everybody 
it is an undertaking and a giant project. And thank you, Chad, for being the team captain of our Antelopes was the name of our, our team. So where should we start? We want to go, go to the uh, what made you think we would do the race? Sure. Six months. I mean, I had heard about this race. It was on the bucket list, right? I did a Ragnar four or five years ago. And when I told someone about it, he said, oh, you got to do Hood to Coast. That's like, that's the mother of all relays, it is called. It's the original. And it's just a fantastic experience. So it's been on the bucket list. And I saw it on Strava last year and I made up my mind I was going to go. So I applied for the lottery, got rejected, called the organization. When you do the lottery, by the way, the cost for a team is $2,400. Um, and and when I got rejected from the lottery, I learned that you could become a member of the H2C organization for $4,000 for the year. And with that comes free entrance into Hood to Coast. So I decided, okay, you know what? I'll just buy the team for 4K. I got like two friends who were interested. It'll all, the rest of it will fill up. Um, I did that in November. Andy, our host, and like one or two other friends were like, yeah, I'll do it. I was like, great, Venmo me $333, and I just kind of started recruiting. Um, I will say um, that job was a bit more frustrating and, and undertaking than I expected. For a 12-person team, I recruited over 17 people. I got 17 yeses. I probably recruited almost 30 or tried to recruit almost 30. Um, had quite a few cancellations, lost a friendship in the process, ultimately wound up at the starting line with 10 um and i realize now all that worrying was for nothing because it doesn't matter what you just show up to that race with a bunch of runners everything takes care of itself and you end up having a blast you don't need 12. it's um yeah it's so do, do people get grandfathered in like if you've done it because people were saying this is like my my eighth race i don't know how that works i mean i'm yeah. sure you get a bunch of people on you know there's probably ways if you really know what you're doing and yeah, who knows? Yeah. The volunteer. Read, yeah. Go ahead. And when I read the handbook, there was a lot of mention about volunteering. I think if you have either volunteered yourself the year prior or you get somebody to volunteer in this year's race, I think you get like sort of preferential treatment in the lottery, I believe. Yeah. If you're local, you're actually required to provide two volunteers. We got out of that because we were in a local team. Um, but you can volunteer in other things related to to coast. You can raise funds. A lot. I mean, a lot of money was raised at this event. Um, Almost a million dollars. I think I saw just one number. It was like nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of teams are raising money, which I think is a great thing to do along with this. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I. It's not like anything I've ever done, and I've done a lot of races, but like I do races to race myself. I, and um yeah this is a obviously it's a relay it is intense i guess because it's it's um if you just think about the logistics involved to do a 36 stage race and if i didn't realize like oh we're constantly moving so there wasn't there wasn't a break really like once when the van is on it's on like you don't you don't get to just rest really so and it it started actually easy enough i think i lucked out with my segments on temperature uh van two 
Van two got absolutely nailed. So, so you're up high. You're at Mount Hood. It's almost six thousand. I want to say it's like fifty seven hundred, and it's nice and cool. It's beautiful. There's just tons of energy. There's so many funny names, uh, and every, about every five to ten minutes, they just start like, what is it like ten teams, twenty teams, something like that, and and there's this like outcropping of rocks it's like 20 feet higher than the than the start and and the background is this is mount hood and the clouds like peel off of the mountain and then the guy the announcer i don't know his name he uh he'd probably been doing that for like eight hours at that point or something but uh yeah it's it's just pretty exciting so phil was in our van and van one let it off and and it's like an 1,800-foot descent. Uh, I won't go through all the segments, but the start was just really memorable because got a great shot with all of us at the beginning. And and we don't all know each other. Uh, well, I don't. Uh, there's there's different groups here. They all know through Chad. So uh, if Chad wants to talk on that. But, like, that's good. So there was one central person, but I think... I think I think it's good because we got to meet people, new new people, through through a common friend. So uh, go down. I was I was segment two, went out pretty mod pretty easy actually, and then it was only eighty two degrees, and then it just started cooking. <laughs> and I think Nils, were you four? Nils? I was five, and I think my segment was in like. 90 to 95 Fahrenheit and Chad was kind enough to give me the first uphill so I had like 200 feet no I think it was I had 100 feet of downhill 300 feet of uphill in like 90s at 4 p.m that was what like the first segment that was very hard and uh it was fun I I held on and it was actually a lot of fun and it's one of the points you said Andy uh, about Chad being the common person I literally knew nobody in the van. No one. <laughs> I had met, I think, three people out of our van. I think I met at a barbecue that Chad organized a month prior, and we spent like, what, an hour, 90 minutes at Chad's place, and that was it. That's true. Chad did did have a, a, a running get-together uh, in, in the headlands, and then we had a barbecue. I think that was cool. Uh, I do know Greg. He was in our van. I've known Greg for a while. He's a very good runner. Has and very you, experienced. You skied with Robert as well. But I, I'm curious. I'd love to kick it over to Nils. I mean, what were you thinking? You're basically showing up. You're you committed to go on this four day, this three three day odyssey with total strangers. I mean, you and I know each other around the office, so we're not super close there either. You know, like like what were you thinking? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd love to hear more about that. Well, I, I just got to say, Chad, it's all you. Like, you, I remember we were at yet another barbecue at your place, and you were mentioning, oh, yeah, I'm putting together a team for Hood Coast. And I was like, oh, sounds cool. Like, I've heard about Hood Coast. I want to run that maybe one day, but I don't want to do the logistics. And you were like, maybe you should run with my team. And I was like, yeah, why not? And then you kept badgering me for a while, and I complied, and then... Once I'm in, I'm in. Like I spent three hundred and thirty-three dollars, and I didn't want to let that go to waste. So yeah. I just committed, showed up, and had an absolute blast in the van. Like 
the running itself is is only part of the experience. Like I think Hut to Coast is like a sleep deprivation challenge to get food in you. Like the running is just optional, I feel. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah, the I think the running is secondary to the yeah. to the uh sit in a van for 18 hours with some guys and eat snacks like mostly like uh everything was just running goose, you know, like Gatorade and sweet stuff and crackers and there was well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you had to be mainlining Gatorade to stay hydrated because it was mm-hmm. so hot. Um, you know, it's funny. Everyone, you know, everyone thought like, I mean, like when I was planning this, I barely even knew how, like what each segment was. I just sort of knew, like, first I, I tried to divide people up by vans and then I had to do redo that as everyone kept changing. And then it was like, okay, well, then I could assign the stronger runners like Andy and Nils harder longer segments you guys are in like ultra marathon shape with other guys who don't i'm like i'll give them less and then and then it was like i didn't know when i was reading this like okay this is going to be on the side of a four-lane highway like mark on my team he was running on a four-lane highway and it was like 95 to 100 degrees there was like like 18 18 wheelers wheelers going by him the shoulder was only like three feet wide and it turns out he's also an officer of the law, so he's seen a lot of road fatalities. And he said it was one of the scariest things. And then other people, you know, ran through the middle of the night outside of Portland by, like, the rail yards, which, you know, which, I mean, would have scared the piss out of me. But as Mark, the officer of the law, again, told us, he said, no, you know, you're not really at much risk, you know, from the crackheads. They're more of a nuisance. They won't actually bother you. He said, however, an 18-wheeler truck, that's an instant fatality. You know, so it was just so funny to like be in the van talking about these things, you know, and everyone's perspective and stories. And I don't know if you guys, we we had some heart to hearts in there too. We got deep over some life stuff. It was, it was really something. You're right. I mean, the, the running was great. I mean, I loved every minute I was running, but there was an aspect of the bonding and the getting to know each other in the van um, that I thought was really special. And like, I mean, I, I kind of knew what happened, but. I ended up enjoying every drop of it a lot more. There was, for me, there was no like, like I'm pissed off, I'm annoyed at this guy, you know, like he's farting again, you know, which I mean, it was quite an issue. I mean, we were eating just trash. You guys had fruit, we didn't have fruit. <laughs> we were just like mainlining we, like we gas station snacks we, and we bars. We had a little, a little watermelon and like a tiny little thing of pineapple. But yeah, we could, I could have eaten like, five times, 10 times that amount. Yeah. And I will say, going back to the camaraderie in the van, Chad, we had a very diverse group. Like Chad and I, we both worked for Microsoft. There was somebody that worked for Salesforce. There was an officer of the law, somebody that worked for the city. We had somebody that was retired. Like there was somebody in my van that ran faster than I run. That's 30 years my senior. Like just the diversity in our group was fantastic. (laughs) So fast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a great moment with uh greg racing uh, a kid i mean the guy was maybe 20 20 22 and he and they're like neck and neck right at, right at the end of the segment with a with a uh i'll just say a pro trump sign in the background because uh so i know my mom listens to this so i don't want to swear did 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 Greg beat him or did the guy or did the or did the young guy? I, beat him? I think the guy 
one. But yeah, he could have. Yep. Yeah, he was probably. He couldn't believe years. though that the guy was old enough to be his grandpa. Yep. It was like, yeah. wow, this guy is fast. <laughs> and talking it's about one of the things that. Talking about that, one of the things that's apparently important that I didn't know about at all is kills during Hood to Coast. Like, a kill is when you pass somebody and it's apparently tradition to mark the amount of kills your team has had or your van has had on the outside of your van. And we didn't know this for, like, I don't know, 10 segments. And then Andy and I saw a van with, like, kills on the side. And we asked him, hey, what's this kills about? Is this the amount of segments you've done? They were like, no, that's the amount of people we passed. And once we knew, I think we, we got like a second burst of energy because we all started running harder to get more kills. I remember at one segment, I was running a four-mile segment after not sleeping a single hour, and it was like 6.30 a.m. And I said, I'm going to take this easy. I have another eight-miler in the afternoon. I'm going to take it easy. But then as I started running, I saw like people just lined up. Like all my, air quotes, kills were lined up for me, and it, it pushed me harder. It became a game, and and Chad kind of touched on this. The diverse, so there was diversity in our group, like all these different ages from different back, different occupations and everything. Dads, uh, younger people haven't been married yet and stuff. Or, and then you're running, and Chad Chad put a lot of thought into into the segments, or maybe he didn't, but it seemed like he put a lot of thought into the segments he gave everybody, and so. Uh, people that ran a lot probably got four segments. People that ran less probably got three. Segments are, there's like three categories, moderate, hard, very Easy, hard. Easy, medium, hard, very hard. Yeah. And and they range from 3.6 miles to like 7.8 or something like that. Yes. I had the 7.8. What, what I yeah. noticed, I think a lot of vans just, just uh, gave everybody like, okay, you get you get every uh, and most most fans have 12 people i think most people just got three random spots uh or most vans gave three random spots to people do you do you think because when no. i was running there was people walking like their whole segment i was at mile one and, and that's fine like do whatever you want that's cool but you're walking and it's a hard segment you got that's a long way to walk seven miles uh and yeah, there was quite a few of those, but that and that's that's cool too. I would just I would think you would put your stronger runners on the longer segments, but it I I also noticed the competition that I have in my brain is a lot different than a lot of the participants in this race. Uh I'm I'm always racing myself. I'm always seeing how how much better I can be with myself and uh it wasn't that. We weren't we weren't there for time. We were there to complete the race and support each other, which I think we did really well. So, um, so, so I want to, while, because part of this is like to have like an audio recording. So five, ten years from now, a moment in time from the race or an experience that really stood out. Um, maybe you guys can think of think of something that stood out, and. I'm I'm trying to think of one that stood out for me. There was there was Greg racing that guy, but it was yeah, the train yards really stood out. Running in the night on the bike path, pitch black. Like there was no lights. Here's like Portland, <laughs> this giant city 
who's known for lots of problems with homelessness and stuff. And I'm running on this bike path, which is miles long. And, and maybe there were lights, but it seemed really dark. Like if I moved my headlamp away, it was <laughs> running into blackness. And I was thinking, uh, and I think a couple guys had this same thought. I was thinking, did I take a wrong turn? Because there was some little turns and it was like in the middle of the night. I what, what was that like one a.m.? I don't know. Or was was that early? It was like yeah, eleven you were a p.m. Earlier. Yeah, it was eleven done. p.m. Eleven. Yeah, it was like eleven p.m. on a Friday night, and there was clearly people like going out for the night and stuff. They're on their bikes with no lights, going on their electric bikes at thirty miles an hour, zipping by you, probably six deep you know because it's only 11 p.m and they they're going to the bar or something i I just had all these thoughts i'm gonna get killed by an electric bike in the dark (laughs) and uh yeah i was really surreal and and also i was thinking of the safety because i think we were all kind of thinking like we don't know the area we don't know where we're running through uh and there's so many people but yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, there was any crime. I don't think anybody got assaulted or anything in the whole race. And and we're probably not the targets. We're guys like we're guys like in our forties and thirties. We're not uh, generally the victims of crime. So so that that was my one experience. You guys have one that you're thinking of? Yeah, yes. my memorable experience was something with you, Andy. And I don't know if you remember this, but. I think it goes to show that not everything goes exactly to plan in this type of race. But I remember we finished um, our like morning segment, I think at segment 25. And then we had like a gap and we were picking up again around segment 30, 31. Like we had to like mix vans at that point. And mm-hmm. we all drove to breakfast and we had agreed with Chad earlier on that we would meet Chad at segment 30. Mm-hmm. But traffic was horrendous. We drove bad. a little further yeah. to find a breakfast spot. We had breakfast, and during breakfast, we were discussing, what are we going to do? Are we going to brave the traffic and go to segment 30? Or are we just going to try and text Chad and meet him at 31? Now, mm-hmm. one thing to know, no cell, vers- no cell service around the course, so I don't even know if Chad got our texted. At some point, we decided, we'll meet you at 31. We tried texting him. Chad, did you ever get those texts? Later. I mean, anything during Later. the second half of the course. Yeah, there was, no there was many hours... At least yeah, I would say get. from like segment 20 to like 30 something, like, like you were not communicating. You get a text yeah. that said Nils just left, but I could look down. I had a spreadsheet <laughs> that like I was running that I would know that there was no way that Nils just left. So it was like, yeah, like, like if, we were, if I was to do another one of these again, um, Satellite. Uh, I would definitely have, I would devise a, a communication strategy whereby every time you send a text, you would say it's this time we're at this place and this data. And like, 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 there's a certain ways that we could have communicated that if I just would have set that up front, you yeah. know, like, or I would in the future, it would make it so much easier, you know. There's mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of little lessons learned, but. But and Nils, I, I, I do, I do remember that, and I so wait, was wait, like, wait, let, let it, what, what was his memory oh. though? I think I feel like we skipped. Yeah, so, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we ahead. skipped the memory. So we decided as a group to see him at 31. At some point, we were lying there. I think we were hanging out at the breakfast spot for like two hours. And one guy in our group uh, got a little antsy and said, why don't we just go to 30? Let's brave the traffic. Let's drive to 30. And like, I was like, sure, fine. I actually prefer going to 30 than just hanging here because I'm bored a little. And remember, all five of us got up. 
somebody had to go to the restroom. I don't remember who it was. And I remember Andy, like, I don't think he was talking to anyone in particular. He was just mouthing himself. I'm sorry if I'm exposing you here. Andy, but you were like, this is, I know your mom listens to this, Andy, so I'm not going to use a swear word, but this is effing stupid. And that's exactly that was like a little, that's a little disagreement that popped up in our van, but then we jumped in the van, we braved traffic, Andy was like his cheerful self that he was the whole time, but just to show like, you're awake for 48 hours and... Not everything is going to go according to plan. There might be disagreements in your van and you just have to disagree and commit. And that's what Andy did. Andy was like, this is effing stupid, but I'm going to jump in the van and we're going to go to 30. It was, and yeah, 30, it was like, I didn't wait, wait, see wait, wait. why. Yeah. But 30 was a ton of fun. It was. Yeah. 30 was a ton of fun. That was a big party because that was the last major exchange. And the major exchanges on the sixes were the, were the most fun, the biggest. And I remember meeting you at 30 and I was so excited while I was waiting to go out to run 31 that you and Phil were the ones who were with me because your van had a really good tradition. All five of you, all four of you went out at every transition and greeted the next and cheered those. And in my van, we didn't all do that. Sometimes someone would chill, sometimes two people chill. We always had at least one person go to make the drop, you know, but sometimes we weren't able to do that. So like, I was glad you guys were at 30. So yeah, there was like thousands out. of people at these like Dirty transitions. Was, so was huge. you can't a van pulling up can't be like, okay, go see the next guy and then come back and the other person will just come back to the van. You have to send two people because you have to say, okay, and this person just ran hard probably, and they need to go back to the van and they wouldn't find the van. So you have to have two. Yeah. And yeah, I was I was really worried, Nils, about the um, going against traffic, go, going yeah. back against like I was like we're gonna spend, and I was wrong by the way. We, I, I thought we were gonna spend an hour fighting against runners and having to weave in and out of traffic, but it it was nothing. It took like ten fifteen. Yeah, it worked out perfectly. But yeah, I, I shared that concern, and we were watching the other van, like we were watching oncoming traffic to see if we saw Chad's van, but. We timed it right, but I think just in terms of memory, it just showed that we had a ton of fun, but there were also some disagreements, and that's normal, I believe. And there was hundreds of Chrysler um, hybrid <laughs> vans that were white. Yes, hundreds. I know, of I know, because I was always yeah. looking for them. <laughs> and, and by the way, and, oh, Andy, well, if well, you, you had an for Honda a... Odyssey that was white, right, Chad? Yes, yeah, so our ours, Odyssey was, ours a was the Chrysler, but lots of white only, vans. Yeah, I didn't see nearly as many Honda Odysseys. So my best i'll share two things because it was i just have to say that the best part for me ultimately was seeing everybody kind of come together and and the friendships building and the camaraderie um you know because whether it was 10 12 or 7 people that i recruited like like i tried to be very thoughtful and very specific you know like i, I wasn't just going to bring anyone up there i wanted people who who i would want to be like in a foxhole with you know i thought would get along well and also would bring unique skills to the table um but like, as far as like a, like a moment for me, um, it was probably during, during, during the runs, you know, it was like some people got to run in some like weird places or super hot, but for some reason I, I, I got lucky in terms of time of day. I mean, I know I picked segments, like I knew the, the difficulty I was looking at, so that wasn't hard, but like I got nice times a day, you know, like there was one segment where. I was out and it was like 6 p.m. So it was still warm. It was still pretty warm, but the sun was going down. I think I was near like boring Oregon. 
and it was like I was running through like a two lane road in farm country um, and people had set up sprinklers at, at the front of their property. So even though you were hot, I mean, I had ice in my pack and every property I ran by, I could get like a little drop of a sprinkler and it cooled me off. And, you know, like I just had a plan, you know, like like this was going to be a little extra distance for me. So I did run, walk, run. And I was really happy that like as a runner, I was able to kind of like run my plan, which was, you know, go conservative, go a little faster, a little faster. And then if I had it in the tank on the fourth segment to put the hammer down and go my fastest. And I was able to do that. And, um, you know, getting faster. And, and you know, I, I, I only got like I think I got killed like 15 times in my first segment. But like my second, my third or my fourth, I was making like 15 kills each. And so like, you know, I'd come up next to people and I'd, I'd say something nice to them when I killed them, of course. And Good job. Uh, Good job. That was pretty fun. I I remember you doing 30, Chad. Uh, 30 segment, what? Uh, segment 30. And you were so excited, either because you're on the last leg or because you were just opening up and you, you looked, I mean, you were, you were dancing. You were like dancing down the road. I, I did that before. I, that's, that's just the way I am. Like before <laughs> I run, like that's how I loosen up. I start to dance. I get my music going. Like, I'm fired up. I want to cheer people on while I'm out there. For me, it's something spiritual. I'm thanking God. I'm listening to my music. I'm grateful. I'm in the moment. Um, I mean, if you're going to spend all that money and time and, and not enjoy it, I feel like for me, you missed a part of the sport. I know there's a, there's a suffering aspect to running. I get that, you know, but like, I mean, for the most part, this is, this was a pretty joyous experience. You know, it wasn't like I was like finishing the New York city marathon in 85 degree heat and doing like the worst positive split of my career, you know? So yeah, this was, this was a celebration. And the, the finish, I can't, I can't um, paint a bigger picture. It's like, I want to say 10,000 people minimum. And the beach is seaside, you said, Chad? Yeah. Seaside is a really cool town. Uh, I think it's in fog a lot. But we finish. It was foggy when we fin- like right when we finished. And then like the sun comes out, which probably doesn't happen very often there. And the beach, I want to say, is like a third of a mile from like the boardwalk to the ocean. And like Greg and Nils, you guys went out to the water, right? Yeah. Phil Did as anyone well. Else? Phil, Phil. And I kind of wanted to, but I was I was wiped from I, I really put everything I could into my last segment because I just wanted to finish as strong as I could. And I, I didn't have any injuries. Everything was great. I was just going as hard as I possibly could, which I don't do very often. I I don't I really don't. <laughs> it's like every so often I do that and uh but it feels great when you just put everything out there uh so you finish and there's it's like a rock concert stage and uh food's okay food's food's fine but it's there's just so many people and the beach was beautiful uh I see you're wearing the hat Nils had all the the stuff for sale there that was cool yeah um yeah it was just a really special moment like with all of us there at the finish and um i i don't see myself going back i probably will someday but probably not next year probably not for a while i would love to go back if my when my kids might be interested in it and i'm like an old man 
and yeah, I'll, I'll go and run with the kids if they'll let me. That would be so, awesome. <laughs> one question for you, Andy, and maybe also for Chad, and then I can also chime in. But if you're going back, what would you change? And I think that might also help your listeners mm, to know. Yes. Now that you've done it, how would you change and what tips do you have? I would have a sprinter van. I would, I would, I, this is expensive. It's hard to do. And it was impossible out of Oregon. But I did talk to somebody who said they rented in Seattle or like somewhere in Seattle. And then they, they had someone drive the sprinter van up. So like a sprinter van is expensive for four days, but a sprinter van from Seattle, or if you know somebody with a sprinter van, um, would you do single van for the whole team or would you get two sprinter vans? Two sprinter vans. <laughs> okay. Two. Two. And, and I would have a, a good blanket, a good, I do have a good mat. I do have a good mat and a good cot, but I didn't bring those. Um, I brought a yoga mat. I would bring a good sleeping mat and a good uh, sleeping bag. The temperature cannot be more. Uh, cannot be controlled. Cannot be controlled. The differential is huge. It's like from 61 to, I think it hit like 96 or 95. Mm. And uh, yeah, you just have to have everything to control that. A really good cooler that could hold ice, lots of lots of ice. Maybe something for, uh, I think, who had the, the neck thing? Was that you, Nils, was for me. the ice? Yeah. So yeah. if you had tons of ice, that would be just really nice. You know, you finish... Um, if you were going really luxury, you could have some sort of like cleanup, you know, like a like ours. Our cooler was was kind of my cleanup thing, which is disgusting. But I would dip a, a rag in the cooler to get it ice cold. And then I'd like, you know, clean off the the gross just to clean up a little. What, what would you guys add or change? Uh, for me, if I had to say three things. For one, I would not take on this much responsibility again. <laughs> but, I mean, but Chad, you're so good at it. It's thank like, you, thank you. I mean, I would sell off the second van and have someone else capped in the second van and be totally in charge of their own crew. Here, you pay out the funds, you deal with that. I have my own van. We'd be friends, but like separate. I do not want to. I would never. Yeah, two separate teams. So like, mm-hmm. like I can handle six easily. Twelve is mm-hmm. way too much. That's the first thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Second thing, I wouldn't take it so seriously. You know, it's like, like I was worried about getting everyone there and finishing, you know, and like we didn't just finish, we blazed. I mean, we we finished in like the top 25%. We averaged mm-hmm. 841 pace for the race, and that includes two botched handoffs. Each van botched one handoff, which is mm-hmm. fine. That's part of the experience. We both felt bad when it happened, but in retrospect, it's nothing. But like that's 20 minutes right there, and you know what? It was nothing. So like yeah. I would never have spent so much time worrying and stressing about it. Um, And I would honestly, I would have packed even lighter or less. It's just one night without sleep, you know, like Mm -hmm. whatever. You you know, I got like a 40-minute nap. I ate some snacks. There's food to buy out there. You just got to have a lot of water and sports drink. And um, I I wouldn't take this thing so seriously. You know, it's not like, it's not like, it's not like, um, like if if you are a marathon runner and you are going back to the same marathon you've run before, you're doing everything you can to optimize, compete against your former self and PR, right? That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Or it's a 10K, whatever that race is. 
this is Ragnar. This is a party. This is this is a party for you and your friends. You know, it's like it's something fun to do to bond, and you get to run while you're doing it. It's this is not like this is not to be taken too seriously. No, but it's it's awesome. But I'm just saying it's not like. With that said, I'd say like ninety percent, ninety percent minimum are there to just complete the distance and have a great time. There are because the the winners, I mean the Bowerman track club or whoever, those guys are five minute mile guys and they're competitive. And I do have a friend, uh, Brad O'Brien, who did this very competitive a long time ago. And uh, yeah, you get all these, your fast runner buddies together, but that's like a running club um, experience versus just a friend experience. And and you could, you could kind of tell those groups, you know, who's, with with the coach with the clipboard and the like three watches and and the and the laptop walking through the crowd of people this was hilarious like you did you guys see this there's oh yeah there's always like right. an older guy who's clearly the coach of a cross country or track team or whatever and he's walking around with his laptop updating his spreadsheet like so real so so I love the college clubs because, you know, we've got all of our gear and we're all concerned. And these high school kids just roll up with their short shorts and their singlets. And like, I was like, I was like, you guys are fast, aren't you? You know? And like, I was like, you guys are like taking this really seriously. And they were so nice. The two of them. And they're like, you know, this is like some, this is like a fun, like preseason training slash bonding event, you know, like, sure. We're going to go out and run hard. I don't need to bring any water out there. It doesn't matter how hot it is, but like, they were out there having fun too. Sure, they're gonna blaze, but you know, I mean, they're, they're, you have to take this thing lightly, and and that's that's I think that's the biggest learning for me. I I took it no. too too heavy. Yeah, I didn't see that with you, Chad. I, I thought you were you were really enjoying was, the moment. You you I, were I was having I, a great time. Yeah, the moment I got the moment you picked me up that morning. Till the moment I got back home, I was happy and enjoying the whole thing. I enjoyed every minute of this trip. But the weeks leading up to it, I was so stressed and uncomfortable and nervous. And it's just, it's a learning point, you know, like I think in general in life, right? Like, like you make, you make plans and then like God laughs at you, you know, but like, it's like, you you know, I, 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 I learn from that, you know, like, because I do love bringing people together and doing something like this. And I'm going to do more adventure, right? I mean, like. Like we need this, we need adventure and we need the connection with, with our fellows. Right. Um, but I don't need to go so crazy and be so worried or stressed about it. So it's a lesson. Yeah. I, I would just take this and put it in the mountains, like, well, that, which would be yeah. really difficult to do logistically, but I like getting out in nature. Like I like getting away from the big rigs and the freeways and the roads um, there was some really neat segments, but there was also some pretty, you Trash. know, urban, urban segments. Well, <laughs> well and it's not so the urban, it's everything. like the, it's the yeah. like industrial border of the urban. That's crappy. I would have loved to have run through Portland, yeah. but like the, those segments by the rail yards looked so crappy. Well, and also just running next to a highway when. Like you said, 18 wheelers are flying past you with like 55 miles an hour. It's, I never felt unsafe, but that the road itself wasn't as fun. Like it's because you, 
because you don't know the statistics. If you would have, if you would have worked, I, I mean, like we had a cop with us, and he was like, he, and you know, like he's not someone who gets scared of things. And he came in from that segment. He's like, he's like, that was terrifying. Okay. I mean, like, like he's like, he's like, I know enough to know where to be scared. Well, he's I was, like, I was terrified scary. for other people when this was like third segment because I'm like driving into the exchange. I was driving. And there was people just walking backwards while talking to people, you know, just hanging out, yeah. walking in front of the car, <laughs> just completely yeah. oblivious of of the cars. And I was like, how are people not getting, you know, bumped into or ran over? And I, I think there's a lot, a lot of a lot of danger with this. Like they say, like, do not sleep in any parking lots or under your van. I found mm-hmm. a guy sleeping under his van by a fence. I found this because I almost. I almost, pee- I almost peed on him. It was the middle of the night and he was laying there and I was, uh, I was, I was inches, seconds away from relieving myself. That would have been quite the story. But fortunately I saw him, but even still, he could have been run over, right? I mean, like easily could have been run over or had his face stepped on. You're just sleeping in the grass. Yeah, under you, a van. You, you combine sleep deprivation with close proximity to cars that are moving quickly people driving and, vans they've never driven before these big vans where they can't yeah. see where the corners are there was and the drivers are also sleep deprived there right. was some some girls or or ladies in the parking lot i don't it was it was the greg to nils or maybe it was nils to greg was were you with it was nils? always greg to nils okay so it was greg to nils so you were already gone nils and yeah, because Greg was yelled at these people because <laughs> we were trying to like do a three point to leave, and she was like Instagramming or TikToking or I'm, I'm sounding old right now. Instagramming. Yeah, she was TikTokagramming. She was trying to get a shot with her friends, but in the wrong place, like in the parking lot with like cars moving around, and and I was not gonna yell at her, but eventually, like on the third attempt, because they weren't moving, Greg's like. Hey, you on the phone? Need to move. <laughs> and and she moved. It was no, it was no big deal. It wasn't yeah. in a fight or anything like that. It was, it was fine. And that's the other thing I'd say. The one thing that annoyed me a little during the event was people who did not pay attention to the regulations. Like, there's regulations that say you're only allowed to stop at the highlighted exchange points. You're not allowed to stop in the middle of the road, like on the shoulder of a freeway, and the amount of vans that just stopped were, it was like, eh, might have been safe to stop there. But if everybody was doing it, you'd be causing yet another traffic jam. And I was like, you could report them. Like you could call the organization and say, hey, van 707 is parked on the side of the freeway. I'm sorry, van 707, if you're listening to this, not on you, but just, it was like people, it, it's an event with 1,100 teams have a little... Yeah, their their intentions were good, but but the uh, what is it? The road to hell is built with good intentions. Yes, exactly. They had they wanted to give someone on their team a bottle of water, so they were three point turn, you know, and and (laughs) right in the middle of the road. (laughs) Yeah, we saw that on like a four lane highway. Somebody just did a U turn on a four lane highway when everybody was driving fifty five miles an hour bad but uh i don't think there was any accidents i i it's it's kind of remarkable 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I saw some people getting paramedic help from heat exhaustion in the early part yeah. of the race. Like IVs. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but they've been doing this long enough. I'm sure there's some accidents here and there, but, you know, all's well that ends well. Yep. And it was fun. It was like, fun. We, I might have been yeah. negative in the, the, the last comment I made, but I had a ton of fun. I'm with Andy. I don't think I'll do it next year, but if somebody invites me, um, I might do it again because I had a blast. It's good. Good times. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add? I think uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Plan. How early do you need to start planning for this, Chad? I'd be planning right now. If I was going to do this race next year, I would already be reserving my sprinter vans. I would already be finding my crew. Um, and, and there's four, uh, there's forums too. Did you, to get extra people? Yeah. So you could, oh, by the way, there's, there's a fantastic Facebook group. There's a hood to coast Facebook group and anyone who wants to run hood to coast can get picked up and join a team of randoms, um, in the weeks leading up to it. Easy. All you have to do, if you just want to run the race and you're like Nils and you are looking to meet new people, um, you book a flight, you, <laughs> and you do nothing else and you will, you will. You will get free admission with Van, and you will find nice people. You can find different levels of competitiveness or gender or whatever, or themes, and you can join a random group for free as the race approaches. I think that's how a lot of people can do it over and over and over again. I, I want to do it with my own crew. I would be getting commitments now. I'd lay out the sprinter van, um, and then I would be devising strategy to get into the actual race. Um, yeah, it's, it's not hard. I mean, you know, like, again, I became a member, so, you know, the extra – funds it was six hundred dollars it worked out to 133 dollars a runner you know it's a fantastic race and organization of support so i mean you can always just donate your way in um which i didn't feel bad about and nobody complained about you know so it's not hard to get in if you want to go go do it yeah i recommend it it's a good time same all right guys i'm gonna sign off thanks for listening everybody and i'm uh stopping the record right now record right now Cool.